Well, this evening I'm going to be dealing with a topic, and it's going to be very different. It's called the various miracles and gifts. Okay, now I'm not going to go through a list of various miracles and gifts, but what I want us to do, let's just quickly turn to Hebrews chapter 2, and what I want to do tonight is I want to challenge us. Because I really believe that God wants to start stirring us up as the body of Christ and as saints to be able to get you new levels. Because the Bible says that we must not stay the same that where we are. And if we sit down and we say that we are true Christians and true believers, we should be demonstrating that in some manner or means. So let's go look in Hebrews chapter 2 um, verse 4. It says, God also bearing witness, both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to His own will. So here comes my question tonight. How many of these gifts or miracles are being demonstrated through you? As a Christian, we have got this perception that this is only for one or two people. But that is not the New Testament belief or teaching anymore. In 1 Corinthians, and you'll read chapter 12, chapter 13, chapter 14, when it deals with all of the gifts and all of the things around it, we need to understand that Paul makes a comment, especially in chapter 14, he says, I wish that you'd all prophesied. You see, so I want you to understand that the gift is for everybody. The, the miraculous is for everybody. So we have got to understand that God is looking for a church that operates in the miraculous. Supernatural. So I want to ask you, what miracles are flowing through your hands? What gifts are you actually using in your daily walk? In other words, are you just going through your daily walk and just cluttering through the day and hoping that you'll survive by the next day? Or are you actually sitting down and saying, God, I'm going into this day, I need a supernatural impartation flowing through me. I need the power of the Holy Spirit flowing through me, that even if I do my secular thing, dealing with a secular person, that I could have supernatural favor, that I could have supernatural impartation and change into their lives. Because that is something that we have to do as Christians. Because I don't see even Paul, even the great guys, they were not doing it inside the churches. We've got this perception that this power has to operate inside of a meeting. God is not wanting it to operate inside of a meeting, He wants it to operate inside of your daily life. He wants you to start seeing miracles wherever you're going. So if you're a school teacher, you can lay hands on a child and get somebody healed in the class. Or whatever you are, whatever job you're in, you can see supernatural things happen. But I believe with all my heart that God really wants us to start using the gifts that we've got and start activating them and start demonstrating them wherever we go. Because I want us to turn quickly to 1 Corinthians and I want you to see a few scriptures here with regards to the power flowing uh, with some of the guys in the Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And this is Paul, and I like the way he says this. He says this, and he says, My speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Now that is a very powerful statement. Do not rely in your natural abilities, even in your work. You need to rely on the power of God. How many times 
times do we rely on our education? How many times do we rely on our natural upbringing? How many times do we rely on our natural abilities? If we could just understand, God, I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. So supernaturally, I could have the power of God flowing in my life to sit down and get results that others are not getting. And we need to start seeing, especially as we're coming closer to the end times, we need to start seeing more and more of the church demonstrating these miracles in the workplace. Demonstrating the supernatural favor on the workplace. Demonstrating supernatural and divine contacts in the workplace. Where other people might be going bankrupt, you should be flourishing. And I'm not saying that we are, we are all there. I'm not saying that I walk in that 24-7. But what I have noticed is when I tap into this thing and I say, God, today I'm going to make a difference. It doesn't matter where I go. People's lives are changed. And they come back and they say, Arthur, this happened just while you were doing that. Or just while you were in the shop, you said something to me and it changed my life. Or you laid hands on me and I didn't even feel it sometimes. Sometimes when you lay hands on somebody, you feel absolutely squat. Sometimes you don't even want to lay hands. And you must understand that God actually is going to use you despite you. Many times God uses me and I'm not even less. And I'll sit down and I'll go, God, especially when I've got to pray for somebody who's given me grief. Come on, now this person's giving you a lot of appeal and now they ask for prayer. I'm going, I can't tell you how many people we have had to pray for that used to attack me and ridicule me and blacken me and you know, just go off at my family. And then suddenly they're in a crisis and they phone me from out of town or up in the country somewhere and say, please pray, there's a serious issue. And then we've got to sit down and say, God, despite what I feel, despite what's happened, I'm going to still step in in faith because they're still a child of God and you are going to do a miracle for that family and it happens. So I want you to know that the gifts are not for you. Listen carefully, the gifts are not for you. Now there's many of us that have got gifts, but we are not operating in them. You are going to be held accountable for the gifts that you have, because God is expecting you to help the body of Christ. So tonight I want to challenge us. What miracles, what signs, and what gifts are operating? What demonstration of power is flowing out of your life that I can see that you're a Christian? You go, oops, I don't do all of that stuff. I just receive. Come on, how many Christians sit down and receive blessings, receive prophecies? I mean, some of you have got so many prophecies, it's bigger than the encyclopedia, man. You know, what year would you like me to pull out? (laughs) And we run off the prophets all over, and I don't have a problem with prophets. I agree with prophets, I agree with prophecy. But I also agree, you go do what the prophecy tells you. Now if I ask you, how many of those prophecies you've ever had in your life has ever told you to go do something? Who's ever had a prophetic word, you must start praying for the sick. Don't put up your hands, you've all got to repent. Alright? So, how many of you have been told that you've got to sit down and start teaching? How many of you have been told that you've got to start prophesying? How many of you, through a prophecy? My question is, are you doing it? You're going to go, uh, 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 uh. No, well it's not, uh, it's called Aina. It's either yes or no. So we've got to get to the place right now, folks, where we need to realize how serious this is. Because we are moving into a time where the church is getting so watered down, they are looking for power. 
The power of God has always been the reason for people coming close to Jesus. No other reason. The Bible did not say that they came close because he taught well. Come on. Most of the times it was they came close because they wanted a miracle. And then in the book of Acts, when the power of God hit the church, and the disciples were full of power, the Bible says that cities feared them, not because of their fancy words. They did not get feared because they preached well. They got feared because they had the power of God, that when they walked in, every bit of hell went out. I want to tell you right now, that is not one person. That is the body of Christ. God is intending us to start being stirred up, to start using the gifts that is in you already. And start stirred up to start ministering miracles and signs and wonders in your daily walk wherever you're going. I want us to go to Acts chapter 19. I want you to have a look at this. How many of you know the story with Paul where he just was too busy and then he laid hands on the handkerchief and they went off and laid hands, okay? But how many of you know that that wasn't the only time? Check here. Verse 11. Sorry, have a look at this particular verse. I'm getting my English correct. Alright, verse 11. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. So that even handkerchiefs, can you see it's plural, or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. I want you to see that the minute he did this, it immediately started to change things in his life. In the people's lives. In other words, he was so anointed with the power of God that whatever there was, his clothing was used all the time to go and heal the sick. How many of you would like to get to the place where, listen, I can't get there right now, I've still got a job to do, I'm busy with this, but yeah, just take something off my clothes. Yeah, just don't take my shirt, but you can at least have a hanky or something that's close to me, and go lay hands on that guy, and the guy gets healed. Come on, I need to know that I am a truly born again child of God. If I'm born again, how many of you are filled with the Holy Spirit? Right. Now, if I go and look, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, there's a list of nine gifts. Whose gifts are they? Gifts of the Holy Spirit. Am I right? The Holy Spirit gives gifts. Who does He give the gifts to? Alright, where does the Holy Spirit stay? Inside of you. Which of those gifts does He have? So which ones are you operating in? None of them. At least you're honest. Okay? We've got nine gifts that can supernaturally change the world around us, and yet we are not using one of them. Why? Because we are still relying on man's wisdom and not on the power of God. How many of us would like to go into your business place and say, God, I thank you that I declare supernatural business in this place. I declare supernatural contracts, our divine favor. I'm telling you right now, the world is looking for Christians who are actually doing this. And when they see you getting the results in your life, they are going to want what you have. And I want to challenge us tonight. Do not settle for second best. Do not get tired and weary and going, Ah, well, it's just another meeting, it's another this and another that. We have got to start standing up and making a difference. And when we stand up and make a difference, we are going to see how God is going to work in and through us. Because God has got a plan for every single one of us. 
So my challenge to you tonight is this. Are you going to stay where you are, or are you going to start activating the gifts that are already in your life? And if, and if you're activating that gift, what are you going to do to practice that gift? You know, I remember growing up, there was a, a gentleman, his name was uh, Uncle Cecil. Now he had a job at Telcom, and while he was still working, before he went on retirement even, he used to make it once a week he would go and visit people. Once a week. He had one night that you go out every single week to go visit people. And he would go and minister to them, make sure that they were saved, baptize in the Holy Spirit and baptize in water. You see, that's all he did. And every week he'll go find somebody to go visit. Once a week, he'll figure in. With or without you. Let me tell you something. That man had such an impact in so many hundreds, even not thousands of people's lives without anybody even knowing it because he wasn't a big mouth. I'm talking about spiritually now. Okay? He was a guy who could also get cross, he had a temper and he was known for that and all of that stuff, like normal oaks. But the thing is, what he did was he practiced his gift. He says, God, I've got an evangelical gift, I will do it one on one, I'll do it family for family, quietly. And every single week he would do it. And then one year he decided he's going to take a class. And he took us as a Sunday school class for one year. And we were like standard 5, grade 7, somewhere there. And for one year, he took us every week and he just taught us the basics. Let me tell you something, today I can still remember everything Uncle Cecil taught me. Let me tell you, the gifting he had, he started to use, but quietly. Can you imagine if every single person in the church just did what they were gifted for? Can you imagine what power is going to be released and how many lives are going to be influenced? The Bible is very clear. What is the purpose of the church? The purpose of the church is to set the people free. We have the same mandate that Jesus Christ had. Let's go to Luke chapter 4 verse 18. And I want you to write this down. I'm going to repeat this many, 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 many times. Okay? Because this is the mandate that you've got. We are like Christ. We have the same instruction that Christ says. And we must do exactly what Christ did. Verse 18, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. In other words, the Holy Spirit is upon me. Alright? Because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Remember the first step. I need to preach the gospel to the poor. Don't feed them. Why do I preach the gospel? They need to get the word so that they can get wealthy. Okay? To preach the gospel to the poor, He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Okay? Are we doing that as Christians? Are you healing brokenhearted? Oh no, I'm just trying to get through my week. Come on, we need to start changing some of this. To proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery to the side of the blind, to set at liberty those that are oppressed. How many of you know somebody who's going through something? Going through a hard time. How many of you know somebody who's oppressed? What are you doing to set them free? Come on, what are you actively doing to set them free of that issue? You know, my house is like a railway station. Those of you who know us. Okay? I mean, we just have one, and then the next one, and the next one. And then every time we say, okay, that's it, we're going to have a break. No more people coming, they're already booked. I've got people flying in already for the next few weeks. Why? Because they've got an impression that needs to be broken. Somebody has to sit down and say, God, I'm going to stand in the gap to set these people free. And I'm telling you right now, when we start doing this, God is going to start blessing us. 
So I want to challenge us tonight. Tonight is a night of saying, God, I want various miracles flowing in my life. I want various gifts flowing in my life. Tonight we are going to reactivate those gifts again. Some of us have been given gifts, but some of us are not using the gifts. They are a bit dusty. Some of us, the dust is so big, it's like a sand dune in Barkington. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, God, somewhere underneath this planet is something that you gave me once upon a time. Or I say, what, what prophetic word did God give you? Your brain's going, yes, I remember something in 1943, somebody said something. Come on, some of us go right back and we've never activated the thing that God has called you for. You see, the purpose of these meetings is to stir us up, to get us going again, and say, Devil, I'm not going to let you have this human race. You can come in here tired. I mean, today I could see it, it's like a, a thing of tiredness walked in with us. I don't know what's happened this week, almost my mukh, or this plot. Okay, one person's excited and energy. Okay, tell us your secret. <laughs> but listen... I want to tell us, we need to keep going. We need to keep stirring each other. The Bible says, provoke one another to love and to good works. What's a good work? Go and get the people set free. Go and do what God said. Go and stir up that thing that God has given you. Because the thing is this, is, is when you are not using what you are meant to be doing, you are helping the body become a paraplegic. You see, the purpose of the fivefold ministry is this, is we are there to equip the saints to do the work. People miss this. It is not the pastor to look good. It is for the people to be good. Can you imagine, just think of this, of an entire church, everybody moving in power, everyone. Can you imagine what we are going to start doing in the city? Can you imagine the impact we are going to start having if every single person starts using their gift to its fullest? Okay, I come together and fireworks say, listen, I had a dream last night. This is what God's saying about the city. This is what's going to happen. And prophetically, we even know what's going to happen before it even comes near the door. And we start praying against it and turning it. Can you imagine how much control the church will have when everybody does their job? It's impossible for one person to carry the entire burden. But I want to challenge us. If we can just start by saying, God, what you've asked me to do, I'm going to start practicing. So if you've got a gift of healing, find somebody who's sick. It's not that hard, it's a change of season, everybody's getting sick. I know lots of sick people. If you're not sure, you can't find a sick person, come to Kenton. We've got a lot of old age homes there and stuff, and you'll find somebody. But listen, I want to get us to a place where we are not lethargic, where we are not stationary anymore, where we are saying, God, I am going to give my part into this. 1 Peter chapter 3, last verse. Let's go there quickly. 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3. Sorry, 4. 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 10. As each one has received the gift. Who does it say has received the gift? Everyone. As each one has received the gift, minister to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So in other words, yeah we see, everyone's got something to give. Every one of us have got something to give. 
And then he says, Menesit, it is an instruction, it is a command. You are not allowed to withhold your gift. Tonight, there are two things that we need to do. Number one, is we need to repent and say, God, I'm sorry for withholding all the gifts that you have given me, that I'm sitting dormant in my life that I should be using. Then number two, we're going to lay hands on everybody and stir those gifts up again. And we're going to say, God, I'm going to stir this thing up. I'm not going to let an opportunity go. I'm going to start developing this gift. I'm going to do whatever I can to develop the things that you've given me. Because I want to set people free. I want to see bondages broken. I want to see people walking in liberty. I want to see the fruit and miracles flowing in my life. Because I believe with all my heart that now is the time that the church of Jesus Christ must wake up. We have to wake up. We have to get going. We cannot stay passive anymore. Because if we continue being passive, we are going to end up with a very weak spiritual stand in this nation. So let's pray. Lord, we just come before you right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just thank you. I thank you, Lord, that you have given a variety of giftings in the name of Jesus. Lord, that every single one of us have got giftings. Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you love us so much. But Lord, we want to come tonight and repent. And we say, sorry, Lord, for not using the giftings that you've given us. Lord, the abilities, Lord, the miraculous miracles that should be flowing out of our hands. Lord, where we have just been busy with the world. Lord, where we've just been tired. Lord, where we have not put others first. Lord, we repent tonight of that. And we ask you right now to stir Luke 4.18 in our lives. Lord, stir us up so that we will become the generation that will carry the anointing. Lord, we will be the generation that will stand up again and start demonstrating the power of the gospel in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you right now that we can repent of relying on our natural wisdom and not the power of God. Lord, that from tonight we are going to walk in a normal life, but with the power of God operating in our lives, relying on the Holy Spirit for every situation and for everything that we do in the name of Jesus. Lord, right now, I pray that you will just stir up every single gift that has been deposited in every single individual at the sound of my voice right now. Lord, that we will not be the same again in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray right now that you will move by your Spirit. Lord, that you will bring us to the place that we need to be. Lord, that we will not go by a day go by where we will not be trusting on you for the supernatural in our lives. Lord, for divine favor, for supernatural natural miracles, for divine um, interventions and the gifts to flow in our lives. Lord, we just thank you for this right now, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.